I feel like I was I was overlooked a lot uh, throughout my high school career and even my junior college career. I only had like two or three Division One offers coming out of my JUCO, and and I uh, decided you know Southern Illinois was the best place for me to go. So Lincoln Baseball sure is happy Phil Archer chose what he chose coming out of only Central College a couple years ago. It was a breakout season for Phil in 2020 during the COVID-shortened spring. Uh, average was up over 80 points for Philip Archer. He hit 344 in the first 18 games of the season, was third in the Valley in hits, third in the Valley in doubles, and with first-year head coach Lance Rhodes, the team performed really well too. Got off to a 12-6 and start. The first baseman, the native of Greenville, Indiana, is our guest this week on the Saluki Standards Podcast. Uh, obviously, the World Series going on right now. Who are you pulling for uh, between the Dodgers? For and sure, Rays? the Rays. The Rays, 100%. Yeah, I, I hope to see them do it. They got a win last night, and hopefully, they can continue on uh, that streak. What's drawn you to the Rays? Uh, just just the pure fact they haven't done it in a while. You know, um, you know, Dodgers. They, they've uh, they've been there quite a few times, and I know you know they haven't done it in a while either. But uh, the Rays, yeah, I, I hope they get it for sure. Is there a player that you're drawn to uh, that you identify with on the Rays or the Dodgers? Uh, probably more the Dodgers. I'm, I'm kind of a Bellinger fan, like his swing, left hand, you know, can't go wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, more, more the Dodgers players than the Rays. I was hoping maybe you'd say G-Man Choi or something. <laughs> well, we, we definitely resemble bodies, don't we? <laughs> hey, I wasn't, I wasn't going there. I was just saying left-handed first baseman, got some pop. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so if Bellinger's your guy, are we going to see you out in center field next year? I don't know if Coach Rhodes would let me do that one. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do like Bellinger. He's a good, good ball player. Yeah. I guess you got lots of lefties to choose from in the series, don't you? That is true. There, there's a lot of lefties. Chris yep. Seager's off to a hot start, or I guess hot postseason. Seven home runs yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, then Wendell and uh, Keir Myers lefty, Joey. Yep. You know, yep. You, you got you got a oh, bunch of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of this series, was there a major league hitter you grew up trying to emulate? Um, I, I would probably say Bryce Harper more than anything. Um, I, I do like Bryce Harper. I think he's a good ball player and he's got a good swing. But uh, yeah, there's I've been kind of modeling after all kinds of different major leaguers. Uh, took the Joey Gallo recently, and you know Rios is obviously he's in the World Series and been watching him a lot. But yeah, a lot of those power lefties I, I like to to hone in on. What parts of Bryce Harper's swing do you think are in your swing? Um, well, back in the day, probably the leg kick. Nowadays, I kind of um, eliminated that, at least not as not as big as what it used to be. But, uh, yeah, I like his swing. He's long through the zone. He's powerful. And um, obviously got a lot of a pull, pull power. And I like to kind of relate to that. So, uh, What about Joey Gallo? He's, he's a guy that's, uh, I'm sure, big into the launch angle. He had a ton of home runs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, kind of a three true outcome guy. What, what do you like about Gallo's swing? Uh, same thing. I mean, if you watch his swing, fundamentally it is it's almost perfect. It, he does a good job staying along through the zone, just like Bryce Harper. And, um, I mean, his power is unbelievable. He's got you know, that ability to hit it out, you know, any, any place in the park and um, incredible guy as well. So I, I enjoy watching him. It, it's interesting you say pull side power. I've always thought, you you know you've you've had the ability to spray the ball a little bit, go out to left center field a bit, uh, out to the gap, and obviously have the pull side power you're talking about. Uh, have, have you always been 
you know, a guy that can spray it to all fields or have, have you been a pull side guy most of your career? Yeah. I mean, when my dad will tell you personally, I, when I'm hitting the ball good and I'm hitting a lot of home runs, I, I tend to usually hit a Mapo and dead center. That's usually what I do. But yeah, obviously I like, like to pull the ball and uh, you know, if I get the opportunity to pull a pitch and take it out of the yard, I mean, that's any home runs a good one, you know? So uh, yeah. Does it feel better as a hitter when you, when you hit one on the sweet spot to the pull side? Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's no better feeling than that. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what did this summer look like for you when everything got shut down, couldn't finish out your spring season? Did you get a chance to play any summer ball? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Um, obviously with, with everything that happened, we, it was a very unfortunate situation that we were put in and, you know, a lot of us, especially the senior class, um, you know, we thought we might've played our last baseball game. It was, uh, it was very heartbreaking, but, uh, you know, luckily we had this opportunity to come back. And of course I've always, and my dad's told me since I was young, you play until you can't play no more. So, um, of course I, you know, coach Rhodes called me and he said, you, you want to come back? And I said, yes, sir. I'm, I'm back for another year as long as you'll have me. And, um, uh, you know, we've got a lot of maturity this year, a lot of a lot of older guys, and I think it's going to be a good year for sure. How long uh, was summer that? wise? Oh, yeah, we, go we, ahead. Yeah, no, sorry to interrupt there. But yeah, summer wise, we we didn't really get a chance to do much. A lot of those, um, you know, summer leagues they canceled their their play, and I know a few of our guys, uh, you know, got to play in some leagues or you know around the around the country. But but yeah, especially for us, I mean, we we weren't signed up senior class. We weren't signed up in any league, thinking it was going to be our last year. So. How long was that waiting period where you're kind of in flux, not knowing if you're going to play again to the point where coach Rhodes said, Hey, come on back. Yeah, it was long. I mean, it was, it was very long. It felt like an eternity. Um, but yeah, we, we, I remember the day that, uh, you know, he told us you know, we're done for the year. And um, I mean, it was several months before the NCAA, you know, made their final decision. And, and of course, you know, with coach Rhodes to, to uh, you know, give that call and, I mean, it was like music to my ears, really. I mean, uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a few months for sure. So are you sitting around still working out with the, the slim hope that you can play again? Or, or did you kind of shut things down there for a bit? Oh, for sure. I mean, you can ask any, any ball player. I mean, you know, when you play, you got to keep, keep up with, uh, with your game and your craft. And so, I mean, of course, I was hitting uh, as much as I possibly could and, and keeping refined. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you really can do. You know, obviously, we, the, the whole question was up in the air if we were going to be able to come back and, and do it again. And, and um, you know, I had to keep, keep my game as, as close to perfect as I possibly could. And uh, that's what I did during the summer. That's pretty much what I focused on. You know, didn't have the facilities and the, the things that I probably would have hoped to have, especially here at SIU, uh, you know, being home with the coronavirus. But, you know, we, we may do with what I had and uh, yeah. What did you have to work out with? Oh, well, I mean, our high school field back in, I'm from Indiana. So our high school field, they, they opened um, their facilities back up. I think it was uh, early April, I think is what it was. So um, we, we kind of got on the field and, and, you know, my dad, I've been blessed to, to, you know, have him, you know, throw to me and whatnot. So uh, my little brother, he's, he's over at John A. Logan. So we, we always go out there on the field and get as many hacks as we can once the field opened up. But until then, we were just sitting in the cages anywhere anywhere and everywhere we could. Um, and then, you know, workout facility-wise, 
I've got a little weight room um, down in the basement of my house that, uh, you know, we have a little squat rack and bench, bench press place and whatnot. So I've been working out there. What kind of look can dad give you when you're taking batting practice off him? Does he, I mean, does he throw behind an L screen? Does he throw you flips? Oh yeah, no, he'll get behind the L screen. He's, he's got, he's got a rubber arm, uh, you know, over the years, he's you know, definitely wearing tear and, you know, this knee and whatnot, but uh, yeah, no, he, he does a phenomenal job and, you know, the amount of sport support he's given has been phenomenal, but he does a good job for sure. I'm guessing you went a while without seeing live pitching then. I mean, you, you can take oh, yeah, batting yeah. practice, yep. but what was it like uh, when you got back in the fall and, and took a live at bat again? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had a, uh, we had to quarantine the whole team for a few weeks and, you know, we kind of got in the swing of things when we got back, obviously. And, uh, you know, we, we really felt good, refined our swings back with um, all of our coaches. And, uh, you know, we had that quarantine period and that, you know, that kind of hurt, hurt us as a team for sure. Um, but yeah, it took, took me a few, a uh, few inner squads to kind of, you know, get back to normal, back to, you know, where I normally swing. Um, but yeah, it definitely hurt us, but seeing that live pitching again was, uh, it was interesting after, you know, three weeks off for sure. What'd you realize that you had forgotten about with not seeing live pitching once you saw it again? Oh man, timing, probably timing. It was, uh, you know, your swing, it, you can hit in the cage and do T work, soft toss, DP, whatever. I mean, your swing, you know, most of the time stays the same. Uh, you might tweak here and there, but you know, your timing is, is the biggest, you know, aspect of, of hitting, being on time and squaring up a pitch. It's, it's very difficult. And especially when you haven't seen live pitching in that long period of time, it, it was tough, tough to, to adjust for sure. Definitely. Let's talk about your start last spring, you know, 344 average through 18 games, had that eight game hitting streak at one point. What clicked for you last spring? Uh, well, pretty much just buying into our, our program. Um, uh, coach Mags, he, our hitting coach, he, you know, did a phenomenal job with, with all the hitters. I mean, as you can see, he turned our hitting program completely around uh, from what it was uh, my junior year to last year. Uh, just buying in and, and trusting the process. And uh, I, I think that my swing really changed tremendously from that time to now. Uh, I've definitely become a better hitter. And you can, as you can see, just uh, statistically, a lot of hitters in our um, lineup have, have changed. If you look at our team stats, I mean, we, we jumped from almost being last in the conference and everything to being first in about everything in the conference. So um, really just buying in, trusting our coaches, trusting the process and, and um, believing in it. What were some of those uh, fundamental or, or technique tweaks that you made individually? Yeah, I'm, I would, I'd probably say, like I said, I, you know, I like Bryce Harper. Um, if you watch Bryce Harper swing a lot, sometimes that the back leg uh, will kind of come out of um, its spot that it's glued in and, you know, he gets power that way. Um, I tend to do that a lot of times. And I found that my swing actually tended to be better when I stayed more solid and, and um, I was you know, set with my approach. Um, another thing is the, is the approach. I mean, the approach is everything. Um, our scouting report, our scouting system is, is phenomenal on, um, you know, who's on the mound and whatnot. So, you know, knowing what percentage of pitches are coming from the certain pitchers and, and having a good game plan, a good approach when I go up to the plate and then just trusting what we've, you know, been doing the whole entire fall was, was the whole thing. I mean, we, we practice um, every day on, on different, you know, aspects of two strike hitting, 
and uh, you know anything we'll, we'll we'll practice it and i think that really that uh, set a good basis for for us in games when you talked about coach magnifico uh your new hitting coach last year when he first came in and saw you take some swings for the first time what was some of the information that he passed along to you about how you could get better <laughs> yeah i remember um uh, so i i was here in the summer two years ago i'm um, taking some summer courses and um i remember the first week he was here i uh I think I posted a video or something on my Instagram and, and, you know, I, I haven't met coach Magnifico yet. And he, he called me in the office immediately. He said, you know, he's, I want to talk about hit as first thing. So, I mean, he was excited from the minute to, uh, to, you know, see our guys and see what we got and see what he can do to help. And um, I mean, he, he definitely did a phenomenal job and uh, yeah, he's, he's just nothing but excited, very high energy, high pos- positivity guy. Uh, yeah. He, he definitely has helped us for sure. What do you think of your Instagram video? Did did he did he like what you were doing, or or did he want to? Yeah, he, there was parts. Uh, yeah, there's definitely parts. I mean, there there's some parts that uh, you know he was he was like you know we need to work on this and this and and uh, you know that's kind of where I knew right then and there that I was really gonna like Coach Mags because uh, you know he he's serious about the game and he uh, you know he wants to make every player their best form of of themselves. So. Another stat that uh, I wouldn't say jumped off the page, but it was uh, it was an uptick from 2019, your first year at SIU, is uh, you stole three bases this spring. Uh, <laughs> were, were we sleeping on your speed a little bit when you first got oh, here? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a big guy in there. Most people know that. But, uh, you know, I can, run the ba- I can run the bases when I need to. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, we, we practice a lot of those, uh, you know, kind of sneaky plays as I like to call them the delayed steals and you know, kind of catching people off guard and I'm definitely one of those players that'll catch you off guard if um if you you know you're a catcher that sleeps back there but uh but yeah I mean it's a definitely interesting stats I always get a lot of laughs on it you know if there's ever a, a steal notch in the column for me so <laughs> so are those bases you're stealing on your own or are you are you uh green lighted over from the third base box oh 100 not green lighted I, I do not have the green light. I have the red light. Uh, I actually remember at Jackson State last year, um, you know, they, they would pretty much yell at me about red lights. Like, this is a red light up the bat. So, but yeah, no, definitely not a green light. Uh, kind of, you know, trying to catch the defense off guard kind of guy. You're a, you're a one base at a time kind of guy, even if it's in the, For sure. in the gap. <laughs> For sure. Um, I, I want to talk about your, um, your junior college background a little bit. Um, you know, coming to the Division One level from from junior college, first of all, just just culturally, you know, you hear stories about junior college, about riding the buses and playing on some dirt mm-hmm. fields and tough infield yep. stuff like that. <laughs> uh, biggest difference in those sort of things from JUCO to D one? Uh, tremendous. Um, I mean, you know, you you go to a JUCO to to mainly do you know two things get you know get your education and further that and then also also you know you know I guess progress as a baseball player is what I'm trying to say and and uh yeah I did those two things at my junior college my junior college was a great great uh, stepping stone for me they you know they definitely uh progressed me as a baseball player um not only you know physically but mentally I would say I definitely learned a lot about the game uh my coach there, he very, very knowledgeable coach, um, very, very smart in the game. 
Um, and he helped for sure a lot as far as the facilities. I mean, you, you definitely, it's, uh, it's very humbling um, to go to a junior college. And that's why um, I do have a lot of respect for junior college players because it is very humbling. You, you don't have the facilities and the, you know, the meal meals that you would have at the division one level. So uh, definitely uh, it, it, it was a big transfer for sure. Big transfer. I remember having Ian Walters on right after the season. He he came uh-huh. from junior college too, your teammate. Um, yep. And he he was telling stories about like having four dollars to get McDonald's after the game, yep. and guys are guys are <laughs> huddled around the dollar menu. Do you have do you have yep. any of those type of stories? Oh, I I have got a tremendous amount of those stories. We we used to uh, basically if we ever played good, we we would get Fazoli's. That was our thing. Fazoli's was. Um, on, on the way back from a lot of schools. So if we ever did good, played good, we got a, a good Fazoli's meal. That was like a treat. But you ever did bad, yeah, we, we'd get McDonald's or, or Wendy's and we'd get $4. The four for four, that was – we lived off that. That was, uh, that was the way it was. But Fazoli's, man, most, most butter you'll ever get on a breadstick. You got to love the breadsticks. <laughs> uh, what about the, the level of competition? What did you notice in the difference between the pitching, Juco to D1? Oh my. Um, yeah, I mean, the pitching, there's, there's a lot of good teams in the graph. Graph's a very, uh, very competitive conference. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Ian probably said a lot about that, but, uh, yeah, the, the pitching in, um, in, in the Grac is, is, was pretty good. I mean, I, I felt like there, they had, every team probably had about two or three guys that could really throw it and, uh, you know, division one arms, um, uh, and I think that was the biggest jump for me from JUCO to Division One. Just this was basically the consistency of arms. Um, you know, at a Division One level, you, you're stepping up to the plate facing a legitimate Division One arm every time. Um, and the amount of focus and attention to detail that you have to pretty much portray whenever you're in the box is is definitely higher than at the junior college level. Uh, but I definitely faced um, some some very good teams in, in my junior college days and. Saw some very good pitching. Um, you know, I saw some draft arms and some division one arms, but the consistency is really the main key um, between JUCO and uh, Division one. Are you mentally tired after a Division one game? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, it, you you do your, your research on a lot of these arms. Um, you know, we we go into a weekend series. We know they're Friday, Saturday, Sunday guy. We watch video on on every bullpen guy and you know what their closer is going to do we know you know percentages and and you know what kind of pitches they're going to throw on every count and um at times it can be mentally you know exhausting but but yeah we're ready to go as soon as we step in the box every single one of our hitters um we've we've got a lot of tough hitters um especially this year and and yeah it, it could be it can be mentally exhausting at times for sure is it is it more of a mental grind than a physical grind? Is is that true? Uh, at the plate, I, I would say so. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, hardest uh, hardest at bat you've ever had? Is there one that stands out where you were especially challenged? Yeah, uh, actually, this goes back to junior year. Uh, we fa- we were facing DBU Friday night. Um, they uh, they bring in Caraway, which was one of their kind of um, relievers slash closers, hard, hard throwing lefty. Um, I remember the first at bat, I, you know, went up there and I was the first, first person to face Caraway. Caraway is obviously a very good pitcher. And uh, I remember first pitch, he threw me a, 
slider, disgusting slider, and buckled me. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, that was incredible. I mean, how am I going to hit this? And um, I ended up actually striking out that AB, but came up the next time against him and actually hit a single and, and um, brought JT up to the plate, I believe, and he, he walked it off for us. So, um, yeah, just things like that, mentally tough. Being mentally tough is huge and something that we preach here. And, um, you know, you're going to face pitchers who are, are very good, very good pitchers, and you just kind of have to mentally grind through it and, and um, try, to, try to get through that at bat, even though that pitcher is, is um, very good. Yeah, he's uh I think he's with the Cubs now, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. 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 No, I I I remember the at bat you're talking about cuz he was bringing it in the 90s from the left side and yeah, and yeah. kind of throwing a, that that slider that you were talking about, but um you know, baseball fans hear this all the time, but I don't know if if they can actually understand unless they actually stand in the box, but the difference yeah. the difference for you as a left-hander and trying to read the ball out of a left-hander's hand versus a right-hander's hand, what is it? Oh, I mean, I, I, it's definitely harder. Um, the slider, especially, you know, if you have a, a good lefty who's you know got a good arm angle, their their fastball and slider uh, look identical out of the hand. Um, of course, it's coming across your body. You know, you have that aspect of it. Uh, just really, the the righties, you can see the ball a lot longer. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's definitely tougher to face a lefty. Definitely. What about your own pitching staff? Who's, who's the hardest guy for you to face on your own pitching staff? Um, so far in inner squad, it's been Kyle back. Uh, Kyle back's a tall lefty, uh, throws well. He's got a very good slider. Um, it's just very hard to pick up. Uh, he, he does well in mixing up uh, pitches and, and whatnot. And of course you've got, you know, the usual people who, you know, are, are very good pitchers. Uh, Trey McDaniel, uh, bone as we like to call him. He, he, you know, he's obviously a very good closer, very good pitcher for us. Um, he's always a tough AB. You know, we, every time we see his name on the list for the inner squad, you know, everybody's kind of like, well, here we go. You know, it's bone. But, uh, but yeah, there's, I would say a lot of our staff, um, a lot of them being new, it, it's been, it's been tougher to, to hit this, uh, this fall for sure, just uh, with the level of competition of our pitching staff. Is there a, a pitch, a certain pitch you're working on picking up uh, that, that you hate to see right now? Right now, it's a change-up for me. Right-handed change-up, uh, the pitchers are starting to figure out the change-ups are kind of uh, are getting me. They're tempting me right now, but uh, we're, we're working on it and learning how to hit it. I'll, I'll be ready to go in the spring. You're, you're getting out in front trying to crush fastballs, aren't you? <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you after some time off. Yeah, no, I, I'm just anxious up there, you know, but just relaxing and calming down, that, that's, how I, uh, that's how I succeed. No doubt we we touched on you know junior college to division one but you know to to get to this level not not a place that you know uh, a, a big percentage of guys that play high school baseball ultimately reach um mm -hmm. what's what's something you've had to overcome to get here um well i mean that's a very good question uh, you know a lot of people they uh a lot of people even in high school they they had a lot of hype um a lot of Division One players, you know, they go straight to Division One out of high school, or, or you know, they had a lot of offers, a lot of people interested. Uh, I never really had that. Um, I feel like I was I was overlooked a lot uh, throughout my high school career and even my junior college career. Uh, I only had like two or three Division One offers coming out of my uh, JUCO, and and I uh, decided you know Southern Illinois was the best place for me to go. Um, 
but but yeah I really just over, overcoming the hype I mean a lot of people you know I see on social media all the time people getting offers and, and especially in high school you think you know you're not good enough or you know you're not you know good enough to play at that level really um, and just pushing through that and keep keep working keep grinding and you know I can't can't count how many times I um, was up in that cage at high school working so were there points where you thought maybe I'm not good enough to get to that level oh yeah 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 I had a, a very good roommate my freshman year of uh, junior college and and uh, he we we talk about it all the time and I was like man I don't know I don't know if I'm you know good enough I mean I'd, I'm putting in work and I'm grinding but yeah I don't know if I'm there and he's like just give it time man I'm telling you you're, you're there you seem to keep keep pushing so yeah yeah I hear you um going back to your childhood you, you know you grew up outside of Louisville and on the Indiana side uh what made you fall in love with the game uh that's a good question as well uh, I I grew up playing baseball and basketball uh, that was kind of my two sports and uh you know basketball I mean as you can see with my build I, I'm not a big runner so uh I kind of leaned more towards the baseball side of things. Uh, I had success early in baseball, and and that kind of drove me to really like the game. Um, you know, dad coached me throughout the years, so it just kind of felt like something that uh, that I really enjoyed doing, uh, especially with him. So, yeah, baseball was just something I loved at an early age. Uh, you, you've mentioned your dad several times throughout the conversation. Um, I mean, how would you describe relationship with dad? Uh, I mean, he's – been an outstanding father he's he's a um, amazing guy a role model so um but yeah he's he's been he's been with it through through the years he's coached um older brother me and my younger brother and he's been through it so what's he do uh you talking about for, for work yeah uh he is a uh, part owner of a construction company engineering civil engineering okay so he's uh he's balancing a lot then coaching working three boys yes yeah no he, he he definitely loves to work and he, he's very good at it so did uh he have a playing background is that how he got into coaching you guys yes he he actually played basketball in college uh, played i think all three sports in high school and played basketball in college for a few years and then kind of decided to focus on you know the academic side of things and finish his education there but uh but yeah he did he was big big into sports and mainly basketball so not sure if he was upset of the fact I didn't pursue basketball, but, but, uh, yeah. Where'd he play at? Um, he played up in a school in Michigan. I can't, can't remember the name to be honest with you. Um, and then he transferred to Ohio Wesleyan. Um, I don't know if he played there or not, but, uh, he only played for a few years. Um, I think he didn't really like the cold in Michigan. So he decided to go back to the Ohio, uh, where it's pretty much just as cold. So, but yeah, yeah, he, he definitely enjoyed playing sports growing up and he's been around at big Buckeye fans. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you mentioned your brothers too, being, uh, being the middle one, what was kind of the, the relationship and where did you fit in with, with your two brothers? Oh yeah. I love, love my brother's death. They, uh, you know, older brother, he, he went a little different around with, uh, with, with sports. He threw shot and disc, um, went to uh university in Indianapolis, um, uh, he actually went to JUCO route as well, Vincent's University, and uh, he's just been a great, great older brother and role model. Uh, like I said, and little brother, you know, it's always good to have a little brother to pick on and and kind of, you know, have a you know a good friend there. But uh, 
he's kind of – he's in the same footsteps as me playing baseball and, and getting his education. He's over there at John A. Logan. Uh, um, he loves it there. So, so yeah, it's good brothers. Very good brothers. How much do you see your younger brother since he's right here in town? Uh, he, he's around all the time, and mostly he's coming over to, to do laundry or use, you know, use my, uh, my laundry machines. But uh, he, he comes around, hangs out time to time, uh, you know, when he's, when he's not too busy with baseball or school or something. But, uh, yeah, I see him quite a bit. Are you trying to work something out to get him to be a Saluki at some point? <laughs> well, I'd love that. I mean, I'm sure he, he would love that as well. Uh, you know, he's, he's got some things to work on and, and refine some, you know, aspects of his game. But, you know, the potential is definitely there. And um, good, good guy, good kid, and works hard. So, For sure. For sure. How about for you? Um, just to just to kind of tie a bow on this, um, with with what you're studying and being back for another year, what do you hope uh, the future holds for you? Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was good to to come back, uh, mainly because of the reason of education, and um, I I wrapped up my bachelor's degree in sports administration, um, and kind of wanted to move on towards something that I really kind of feel called to do. Um, which is, you know, I, I feel like I need to help people in some sort of way. And um, I enjoy talking. I'm sure that people probably will see that from this uh, conver conversation here. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to be some type of uh, pharmaceutical representative, um, maybe medical devices or something like that, just representing a product and, you know, selling it. Um, I feel like that's kind of something I've been called to do. So I decided to pursue my master's in health administration and you know, my first semesters of that. And it's going pretty good, pretty good. Do you have to do any sort of uh, observation hours or anything like that? In, in the Not yet. Uh, yeah, later later on, kind of we have like a little internship uh, that's required for the for the program that, that we'll, uh, we'll get into. But, yeah, this has kind of been so far just introductory classes. And luckily my uh, my roommate uh, this year, he he's in the same sort of program. So we've been kind of, you know, bouncing back and forth and making sure we keep up with our work and, you know, doing everything correctly. So, yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, good luck with all that. Um, I really appreciate your time you. doing this. And uh, Thank you. let's let's uh, let's get a full fifty plus in next spring. How about it? <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Uh huh. Thank you for having me.